Welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Rose, and I'm going to come clean about anything that's happening in fashion, lifestyle, travel, food, gossip. And in order to make that happen, you got to make sure you keep your pulse amongst the people. And that's something as an industry tastemaker, I've been really fortunate to do for a really long time. The Renaissance Man is designed to make you laugh, to educate, to enlighten, to uplift, but also to give you some game. So here's the origin of the Renaissance Man. I'm Jalen Rose. I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan in 1973. And as they pulled up at Botsfield General Hospital in the suburbs of Detroit, because my mother was like, I know I live in the hood, but I ain't going to a hospital in the hood to have my baby. As they pull up, they go grab the gurney, rush it to the car door. Soon as my mother put one of her legs out of the vehicle, I was born. The rose that grew from concrete. And as a Detroit native, at a time in Detroit, early 80s, the crack epidemic hit our city hard. And once drugs started to become so predominant, destroying so many families, destroying the community, and being exposed to violence, gangs, at a very young age, it taught me the do's and don'ts of life. I do want to play basketball and go to school and do something with my life so I can buy my mother a house and move us out of this neighborhood. I don't want to be addicted to drugs or be killed in these streets trying to rob somebody and or somebody trying to rob or hurt me. Detroit defined me as a man because I learned perseverance, discipline, a work ethic, what to do and what not to do, and how to sacrifice for your goals and for your dreams. Falling in love with sports, I believe, saved my life. And a hometown can have a profound effect on an individual because it gives you a sense of pride, togetherness, unity. So anywhere I am, the term, what up, though? We scream it to the high heavens. We understand that whether you're still in the 313 or we're running into each other in a different country, that bond is unbreakable. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose. Welcome to Renaissance Man Podcast with the New York Post. And today it's a family affair. Big Sean has the number one album in the country. And it happens to be called um, Detroit, <laughs> our hometown. Congratulations, yes, sir. How does it feel? I, bro, it feels amazing, dog. I appreciate that. You know, it feels good to make the city proud, too. And, uh, you know, it's just, I feel like whether it went number one or not, I felt like the impact really, really solidified it as a number one album to myself, you know, so... A lot of people feeling like, you know, that they needed this one. So that's 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 what's important for me. So as you know, being a fan of your career, being family, whether I hit you up to come be at a JRLA graduation, whether it's take picture with my daughter at the right. Kids Choice Awards, you've uh-huh. always been stand up. And of course. to see you have this success makes me so very proud because I remember the finally famous days to now you're actually living the dawn life. And <laughs> when we make it out of this, of the hood, we represent to the fullest. So this is going to be one of your only international interviews where you get a chance to talk to somebody from your hometown. 
I so know. We're about to go deep into Detroit. Yes. Please tell them about what it was like for you growing up early childhood in Detroit in your family dynamics and the neighborhood that you grew up in. Well, I grew up on North Line between Six Mile and Curtis. And, um, you know, it was a very, very, it was all I knew. So to me, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, you know, or anything, but it was a lot of activities going on. You know, it was a lot of a lot of things I saw that I realized wasn't normal later on, but it made me who I am and it taught me a lot and it was beautiful. You know, I, I see the beauty in it. Even when I go back all the time, I see the beauty in it. At Lou's Deli right there on Six Mile and Roseland, I see the beauty in it. And it gave me the foundation and it's unbreakable. That's why I always have to support it. That's why I always have to rep it and talk about it because it gave me the foundation I needed to go far. So I appreciate every every moment of it. You know, every time it was impossible, every time things didn't seem to go in our favor, we always found a way to survive. And that's just, I feel like the mentality of the city. It's like, we always gonna find a way to not only survive, but figure out a way to boss up too, you know? One of the things Puff told me, he was like, yo, I'm from New York, but if I could be from any other city, if I had to, be from any other city as Detroit because y'all motherfuckers are just too clean. He was like, y'all style just too impeccable and authentic, you know, and it just rubs off everywhere else. And that's just facts. It's not me like, it's not me, it's not me bragging or anything. It's just facts. It is what it is. And if you've ever been to Detroit or known people from Detroit, they just had a natural flavor about them, a natural style to them that was authentic and can't be duplicated. How about this monument in Detroit for you? Belle Isle. Oh, come on. Belle Isle was that classic, classic. First of all, for people who don't know, Belle Isle is an island, downtown Detroit. It's five miles around the island. And they had a zoo on there. They had like a little ghetto beach on there, you know, an aquarium. But just the vibes they had, you know, they had a casino building there and it was just like, you know, it was a place that, first of all, senior skip day was a big deal for high school. Everyone in high school, they would have senior skip day. So all the high schools would come there for like a couple days, you know, a few days a week during that week. But families would go there. I mean, it was beautiful, man. It was right on the edge on the border of Canada. So you would see Canada right across the river. And back in the day, they said a lot of slaves who were leaving the country would swim across that river. And some of them would die because they would get pulled down by the currents. But a lot of them would be swimming to Canada and a lot of them made it, a lot of the strong ones. So it's a lot of history there and you could feel it. It's, a, it's an island of love, you know what I mean? And it's, it, it's beautiful. So we take pride in being the Motor City. And another term we take pride in is Mo, our Motown sound led by Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. That's You're fact. part of that musical legacy. Yeah. How does I that to, make you feel? I mean, I had to just pay homage and respect to not just the musical le legacy of our city, but also sampling things like that, bringing them elements to my, to my work too because of the impact it had on me. And I can't let, we can't let things get lost. We can't let things be forgotten about. We have to pay homage and respect. You know, even when I was looking at the movie, this is so um, unrelated, but I was watching the movie Coco. And in that movie Coco, the Disney movie, I was watching it with my mom and they were like, you have to make sure that you tell your 
family story to ones who pass because when you don't tell them, then their whole soul gets forgotten. You know, you got to keep their story alive. So that's why I feel like it's a responsibility of mine. It's like with Detroit, with the music scene, with Motown, with the house music, with the dance music, the footwork, the, you know, the soul, every, every aspect, you know, Jay Dilla, you know, every, every single aspect of Detroit music, I feel like I am a, I am a son of that. You know what I mean? So I have to incorporate it as, as much I can. And the people who hear it, they're going to hear it. And the people who don't, they don't. But it's not for everybody. And it's never been for everybody. Well, you got the whole city behind you. So much so, your album, Detroit 2, debuted number one on the Billboard charts, overthrowing Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. So many times, and I hear Kendrick get his flowers. I hear J. Cole get his flowers. Do you feel underrated when those conversations are being had? I feel like I've been raising the awareness more and more with the bars, you know, and I feel like, you know, whether people give it to you or you got to take it, you know, I'm from a city where we have been undermined and we have been uh, overlooked and it ain't nothing new. So it's like, you know, if I, if some people don't hear me right or don't feel me right, like they're going to feel me, you know? So to me, uh, do I feel like I'm underlooked? I know I feel like I've been blessed and I feel like I'm still here and I'm still doing it. So I can't be underlooked if I, if that's the case. And, you know, that's my back to back to back number one album. And I, and I called it Detroit. I was talking to my homie, like, bro, how crazy is it that we called an album Detroit and it's the number one album in the world. Like that's really insane, you know? So I'm just thankful. Like I said, it ain't me, it's the people. So if you do feel like I'm underrated or people sleeping on me, I need people to speak up because I can't speak up. You know what I'm saying? It don't even make sense for me to speak up like that. That ain't even where my head is at. So for the people who are there, for the people who do have an opinion, like speak up for me if you feel like that. You know, I need you to. I need you to step up and and show up for me. Absolutely. You're killing the game, family. And it reminded me of a couple of times where you did feature tracks. Like all me. Oh, yeah. Click. Mercy, right? Uh-huh. Do you feel when you're being featured that you want to go extra hard and tight with the bars? Is it <laughs> something different? Because you flame those tracks. A lo- you put a little extra sauce on those. Yeah. You know what's crazy is all those features, I never heard other people's verses first. So I never heard like on Mercy, I never I didn't hear those verses. I just did my thing and then everybody heard my verse and they did their verse after. I mean, at least to my knowledge, you know, I didn't hear theirs first for sure. That that could not be the story. Maybe they didn't hear my verse either, whatever. But I know for click, like I did, for click, I did my verse first, you know, and then Ye and Jay heard it after, you know. Uh they did theirs after, I mean. Uh, I know for all me, I just did my verse without hearing the song at all. And then Drake and, you know, Drake put his song together. It was his song. So for these, a lot of these features, I usually do my song first. I, I can't even remember a time where, I don't know if people do this on purpose, but when they send me a song, even on Holy Key with uh, Khaled and K-Dot, like even that, like, they, I, I am always the one to do my song first, and I don't know if it's because of any other. I don't know why. That's just how it goes, you know. But yeah. Lucky me, 
Yeah, I done slash hope like I'm slash on some rock stars. Even boss slash old crib, that's rock stars it gets. And have my hands on the How about this? And going deeper into the album, Lucky Me on Detroit 2. Go cop it if you haven't copped it. What's wrong with you? But you can go do it right now. You got really personal on that song. Yes, sir. Why were why was it important to you to express yourself that way on your record? Because it was on my heart, bro. You know, it was important for me to go go and express just where I really was because I feel like I had nothing else to give but my but my true hundred percent raw self. Like I, I couldn't I couldn't fluff it up in any way. I couldn't I couldn't rap about nobody else girl. I couldn't rap about no bricks on there, bro. I couldn't rap about drip or nothing. I just had to rap about what was on me and what was on my heart, you know. So you know, one of the things is like, yeah, I did. I had a heart disease when I was 19 years old. And my mom, you know, we, we went the holistic route, you know, as opposed to the Western medicine way and fixed my heart completely. You know, they told me I had to put a pacemaker in my heart, bro. And they told me I had to wow. cut, they told me I had to cut my heart open to fix it. And that just wasn't the case. You know, I, I went to Dr. Brownstein, who's still my holistic doctor in Michigan. And he gave me magnesium and a couple other things. And I'm telling you, it worked wonders to the point where the doctor couldn't believe that my heart has somehow gotten so much better in such a short amount of time. And it's because of the, the attention to detail that holistic medicine shows to you. They really pay attention to you specifically, you know, and I had to, I had to touch on that, man. And that's something that the late great Nipsey Hussle was about too. You know what I mean? And you know, don't be fooled by out here by what people tell you. Like, if there is a way that you got a disease or an ailment or anything, there is a way to reverse it. It's just natural law. Another collaboration you did that was so very well received, and I'm pretty sure, and I hope we see more collaborations. What's your better half, Janae? Oh, yeah, for sure. 2088. Are we getting more projects? I would like to think so. I mean, we, we are definitely... It's all about the vibe we catch, right? I mean, we always catch that vibe. The chemistry is undeniable, so I don't see why not. I can't. I, it's not done yet, though, so I can't say yeah until it's actually done. But I mean, I definitely didn't just. I wouldn't just tease the fans with like one song on my album, and and that be that be it. But for sure, body language, um, with me, her, and Ty, with me, Janae, and Ty, it was a. It was a flip of a Detroit song, Soulful Moaning, you know what I mean? Uh, and it was a song that was one of the local R&B songs that was popping in the city. And, you know, they played it like in a quiet storm or like, you know, high school dances type vibes. And it had such an impact on me, I had to flip it, you know? And, and I, had this, I had that beat for so long, bro. I wrote like six different songs to it. I'm like, I'm like mental when it comes to that, bro. I be writing so many versions of songs, rewriting stuff sometimes. And that's why it takes me so long, but I just got to feel it in my heart. And when I went in the studio with Ty, he was able to immediately just come up with a hook. And he just basically exaggerated the hook that was already there. And I was like, damn, I was overthinking it this whole time, you know? So, you know, I, I then I wrote the final version of the song, played it for Janae. Was like, yo, if you want to, you know, I would love for her, you to be on it. And she hopped on it and did her thing on it. And it's just, you know, that's one of the most undeniable songs on the album to me. And we shot a preview video to it, but I want to shoot a real another video to it because I think it deserves it and send that to radio because that's a that's a that's a big one right there. I love that song. 
I just love the way your face lit up talking about your better half. Mm. And then you use terms like the song body language and chemistry and tease. So I woke up one morning, I looked yeah. down at my phone and my little brother, Big Sean was trending. Yeah. I clicked just to make sure he all right. And he was actually trending for the right reasons. Yeah. Because his better half was talking about um some things that they were doing in the bedroom. Yeah. So now <laughs> I mean, how how has that affected your relationship with your public on social media? I mean in public. One of the things that you gotta keep separated is like how people perceive you and what it really is between you and and the person you sharing those emotions with, you know. I'm just saying for anyone, and that applies to myself. It's like people don't understand sometimes how hurtful they can be or how, you know, it could go both ways, right? They could show you love. It could be all fun and happiness, or they could pick you apart. And a, a way different example is Chadwick, which RP my brother Chadwick. You know, I knew, I knew Chadwick very well, and we hung out a few times. You know, he didn't been in my house, and we didn't kicked it and I remember when he booked he was he I remember when he was struggling you know to to get a role and and I remember when he booked 42 and I didn't see him so much after that because he was so booked and busy and now to my knowledge he probably was going through having cancer as well you know so what a real hero on and off camera but I remember people just being like oh he looks skinny here oh he da 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 right and it's like you never know what somebody's going through you know so when people say, oh, like, why, you know, Sean and Janae ain't did this or blah, 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 where the, where's, the, where's this at? Where's that at? It's like you never know what somebody's going through. So, like, I appreciate it if people just always treat whoever they, whoever they talk about like that, like they, like they going through something because you, they could be, you know? I want people and fans to keep that in mind. Like, we real people. Well, I appreciate your ability to be open as one of the top MCs in the game, songwriters, performers yeah. but before i let you get out of here please give me 60 seconds of your time uh-huh for some rapid fire questions try All to right. answer as many as you can mm-hmm. gone in 60 seconds with big sean name one artist you haven't worked with that needs a big sean feature one artist i haven't worked with that needs a big sean feature stevie wonder who would you want to battle in the verses what would I want to battle in the verses? I think I got to give it a little more time. See, the best verses to me is with the people like when it's Snoop, DMX, Brandy, Monica, you feel me? Like, like, I feel like I'm at the like halfway mark. So I got to better answer that question when I get a little bit more deep in the game, you feel me? Someone lands in Detroit. What do you tell them to go eat? I tell them to go to Sweetwater. I tell them to go to, you know, it depends. Like, what do you want? Donuts? You got to hit up Dutch Girls. You got to hit up Villa Donuts. You got to hit up, you know, late night. If you on a late night grind, you got to hit up a Coney. You got to hit up the Coney that's specific to the hood you in, too. You know, they all are unique to, to your territories. I just love that I go to all of those spots. Make sure you get the wings well done at Sweetwater. Last but not least, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Name as many Detroit musicians as you can. T Grizzly, Cash Doll, Sada Baby, 42 Doug, Cash Kid, Eminem, Rustify 9, Elzai, Danny Brown, T3, Five, Dusty, Dusty McFly, uh, Early Mac, uh, uh, Key Wayne. Three, two, uh, oh God, one. there's so many more. <laughs> uh, God, man, Juan, Street Lord Juan, you know, Blade Icewood. 
Cheddar Boys. Cheddar Boys, come on, man. Uh, that's crazy when you put on the spot. It's like so much and so many, you know what I mean? Well, you're a champion. I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you soon, doing what you love, and can't wait to get in studio with you while you're recording some of those hits. Bro, I can't wait. Let's get it. Let's link up. Last call. Last call. No doubt I have love for my hometown, Detroit, and other places I call home, Atlanta, New York. But also, having an NBA career meant I was never in one spot. There were times I was rarely home, playing 82 regular season games, gone almost every other day. It's one of the things that came with the job. There are plenty of people who can relate. People in the military, pilots. COVID has forced a lot of us to really leave our home. People are finding themselves working from home and so many kids having class in the living room. Newfound parents and professors happening all at the same time. So what makes a home? Peace of mind, comfort, the ability to binge watch your favorite show? If anything, Home should be the one place you can be the person that you truly are. I call this space my home, the Renaissance Man.